Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Emma Sexton. No Natalie Campbell or Harriet Minter this week. So instead, I was joined by radio legend Angie Greaves and international best-selling author Amanda Prowse. This week, we talked to Jessica Pan on her new book, Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come, which is all about a year of being an extrovert when really you're an introvert. And then Grace Carter joined us in the studio. She shared with us her new single, Heal, and told us how her father was the first person to really break her heart. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, We have the wonderful Jessica Pan in the studio. Now, I'm loving the title of the book. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, I didn't want to come. That kind of sounds like me and work, actually. But anyway, <laughs> give me the nuts and bolts of the book because we're asking the question, are you introvert or extrovert? So give me the nuts and bolts. So I am a lifelong introvert and I've always sort of celebrated that. But then I started to use that label as an excuse to say no to everything. And I realized I sort of ended up in this hole where I was lonely. I was a freelancer. I wanted more friends. My career was stagnating. And so I decided to spend a year extroverting. And I made a list of basically my nightmares, like talk to strangers on the tube and perform stand-up comedy, travel alone and make friends on the road. My heart's and- racing. My heart is <laughs> racing. Isn't that just being confident? Because we were talking yeah. earlier, weren't mm. we? We were saying, is an extrovert equal- the equation to being confident? Well, I call myself a shy introvert. So not all introverts are shy. Not all introverts have social anxiety, but I have both, which is a sexy combination. (laughs) Um, And so I think that there can be shy extroverts as well, but I'm a shy introvert. And so, yeah, I think during the year I learned about a lot about confidence, but I think that there is a difference between introverts and extroverts and where they get their energy from and what they enjoy, the kinds of things they, they like more. Like, you know, extroverts tend to like big festivals and parties and being around lots of people. They have lots and lots of friends. Introverts tend to value quality over quantity relationships. So that's the difference I see. So what did you learn then over your... It was 12 months you gave yourself, did you? I did. Okay, what did you learn? Oh, I learned so much. So um, I took this class called How to Be Sociable, Mm. (laughs) which uh, sounds very cool. And uh, it was me and 40 strangers in London. And we had this instructor named Mark, and he talked us through this concept of surface talk uh, versus deep talk. 
So surface talk is, you know, the weather, admin, um, what you're doing the, on the weekend. It's being British is what we call it. <laughs> <Basically, laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. And deep talk is like your feelings and your desires and your vulnerabilities and how so many of us say, stay stuck in surface talk through even with our like friends or family and how to really make connections, you need to go into deep talk. And um, to demonstrate this, the instructor paired us with strangers and we had to share revealing secrets to each other. Um, And it was called (laughs) vulnerability tennis. So it's like you're playing tennis back and forth. So I'd say something really revealing and then you couldn't respond. You would have to just say something else equally revealing. I've got herpes. I've got, you know, (laughs) exactly. Or like, I'm scared of this or I'm ashamed of this. Um, And it was to show like that you can bond with someone quickly. And um, I'm sorry, I've just totally bonded with Amanda now over a herpes statement. You don't want to hear what she came back with in that verbal tennis. It was, it was, yeah, it was worse. So as a, what was it, a, a social introvert? A shy introvert. A shy introvert. A shintrovert, as I right, call it. Right, okay. So as a shy introvert, do you not then set boundaries for yourself because you are shy and introverted? Yeah, I do. But I wanted to see what would happen if for one year I did all these things that I always say no to, like public speaking. I That's like my biggest fear. Um, stand-up comedy, uh, talking to strangers, that kind of thing. So it wasn't like I was going to change myself forever. It was just an experiment for one year to see what I could learn. But have you gone back into your shell now that you've had a year of being an extrovert? Well, so technically you can't really change no. if you're an introvert or an extrovert. It's inherited. But now that I feel, I feel kind of that point you're making earlier, I feel a lot more confident. Mm. So I had a lot of social anxiety before. I would never, ever talk to strangers. And now I'm actually fine with it because I had to do, basically I had to humiliate myself and talk to strangers <laughs> um, a lot in the book. And um, like I talked to psychologists and I had other mentors along the way who helped me do these these scary challenges. And now I feel a lot more confident. I have a lot less social anxiety and I say yes to more things while still sort of remaining true to who I am. Because what's the definition of introvert and extrovert? Because I am an introvert and for me that means that if I spend a lot of time around people, I'm totally fine. I'm enjoying it tonight, ladies. But then I probably need about five hours by myself afterwards. (laughs) Because I can actually feel like drained from just too much human interaction. And for years I was like, there's something wrong with me but like I would be like okay I would get a bit anxious about going to parties and stuff because I'd be like I know I'm gonna want to leave and I don't want to be the first person to leave the party so there was like so yeah so what is the definition of an introvert versus an extrovert so I completely relate to that and I think you definitely are an introvert (laughs) um there are a few different definitions so the main one that people um take is that introverts yeah get their energy from being alone and they get more drained by being with people whereas extroverts you know they might walk into a party and feel really energized by all that energy and all that the new people whereas like I'm like you an introvert I'm just kind of like this is a lot of stimulus (laughs) stimuli and I kind of need to go home later um and there's also like that um there's also shy and outgoing and like extroverts tend to be more outgoing, not always. Introverts tend to be shyer, though not always. So I'd say, yeah, you're, you're a classic introvert, <laughs> as am I. Do you think you, it helped you by facing your fears in a way and realising that actually by doing this stuff, nothing bad happened, it was okay. So in a way, is it sort of facing the things that you fear deepest? Yeah, I think there is something really freeing in doing something that you thought was never, ever possible for yourself. I had, you know, debilitating stage fright. I had to go to a speech therapist. Um, when I did stand-up comedy, I took a comedy course. I made all these friends. We were all scared together. I talked to a few uh, famous stand-up comedians who gave me advice. And then I just said, you know, I'm not going to let myself say no to this. I'm going to make myself do it. Because normally in my life, I would 
you know, sign up for things and I'd be sick that day or not feel well or pull out. And um, by doing these things, yeah, afterwards, you're just kind of like, I didn't even recognize myself. So it feels like my self-definition has expanded. And I think that is the biggest thing I've learned is that you don't have to always remain exactly who you are. You can change. So um, Emma Gannon has endorsed your book. Emma does the Control-Alt-Delete. She's amazing, isn't Mm -hmm. she? Yeah, I love her. Now, I would have found her quite extrovert, She's an introvert, actually. Is she really? Yes, I just did her podcast and she, Mm -hmm. um, she is an introvert. Is she, you you know Emma Gannon? Yeah, she's she, been on the show. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, I look at her and she's, you know, she's got not that having blonde hair means you're an extrovert, <laughs> but you know, th- there's the blonde hair and she always wears colours and the bright lips and the. I would have had her as more of an extrovert. So I think she is just an ambitious, creative, career-driven person. But um, inside, she's an introvert. So I, the first time I met her was actually, she'd read my book already and we met at a networking event and we we're both like, this is terrible. You both oh, want to go home. <laughs> what a nightmare. But, um, but I think we bonded over that. So she, she's kind of one of those people who did things like this in my book where she, you know, she goes on big stages. She is on panels. She hosts things. But I think, you know, she loves also like staying at home and reading and, and writing yeah. and being creative. So she's one of those people who um, is like, can be an extroverted introvert when she so, so you can be both that's what i think well, yeah you can be both yeah a lot of people are both i i think i'm a classic introvert you sound like an introvert but it doesn't mean you can't do other things and actually um i think there's a saying that like nobody is 100 percent introverted or extroverted because if you were either of those you'd be like a total lunatic right so like <laughs> do, they, yeah. do they know what causes introversion versus extroversion is that nature nurture like what is that so studies say that it's about 50 percent nature yeah it's inherited um and then Well, see, there's a lot of psychology studies say that our personalities are fixed by the time we're 30. Really? And when I read that, I was kind of, see, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to be stuck with the same anxieties and insecurities forever. But then, um, so I do a lot of research in this book. I talked to a lot of experts and I found this psychologist in America named Brian R. Little. And he seems to think that there's nature and there's nurture, but that by the things we do can reshape who we are. And he has like evidence of that. And that, that's really what I felt throughout the book was that, yes, I'm an introvert. I'll always be one. I'll never be the loudest personality in a room, but by I try like doing all these scary things I could become a little bit braver a little bit more confident badass women's hour excel on talk radio she'll get you talking I need to ask you a question mm-hmm. I hear an American accent here yes were you born in the states yes but I haven't lived there for 10 years right so did you come here when you were quite young baby no I came here right I came here seven years ago so I was you, you, you were in your 20s, 20-something. 20 Wouldn't it have taken a lot of confidence to leave your home to come to a completely different country? You could have gone to another state. Yeah. Isn't that an extrovert thing to do? Well, that's yes. very interesting that's that, that you noticed yes. that. So I feel like there's always been these two competing personalities within me where, you know, I, you know, I read a lot because I'm an introvert and, like, I read about these amazing places to go and places to travel and I want to live like, a big, full life. But then I'm actually quite scared to do those things. So they're always like competing. So actually, I when I was 22, I moved to Beijing um, without knowing anybody because I wanted to explore and and. You're an extrovert. No, no, no. I was terrified. I went. I was terrified. And oh, it was she's really on the run scared. from the law. <laughs> I like to punish myself, but um, I and. You know, living in a foreign country forces you to, you can't be shy, right? When you talk to strangers, like if you're lost in China, you have to speak Mandarin. You can't say it quietly. You need to really say the tones. And that really helped me with my confidence. But then when I came to London, I moved from Beijing to London. um, 
everyone here was so much more quiet and introverted and nobody talks on the public oh, transport. No. Yeah. Yeah. People are kind of introverts dream London. It I was. love it so much. Abs- it absolutely <laughs> was for the first maybe few years. And then I realized, oh my God, I live in the city of like 9 million people and I talk to but like no one, one to talk a to day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I talked to my barista and that's it. And it felt like I was wasting that opportunity. Um, yeah. I feel like we're getting the water muddy with like confidence and extrovert because it is, it's an... For me, introvert and extrovert is that energy giving thing, and there is some that you, that you can't change, and you can change your insecurities, you can change your confidence, but you can't change whether you fundamentally get charged up by being at a massive party or going to Glastonbury, like you talk about in your book, or you just don't like you can't change that. I think I think you're exactly right. Yeah, but I I felt like. Because I was like, I'm an introvert. And then I would stay in more because I'm like, I'm an introvert. Yeah. I'm should, I could stay in. But the more I stayed in, the more scared I was to go out. So things became scarier. <laughs> yeah. It was like social anxiety. Or... So Jessica, can I ask you a question? What happens if an introvert marries or hooks up with an extrovert? How does oh, that work question. as a partnership? That happens a lot, Who actually. should we look for? Who should we look for? Not that I'm looking. No. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm, saying, I'm done. Yeah. I, you, know. you know what? That's very interesting. My favorite question for couples is to ask them. And usually I tend to find that there's, they're mixed yeah. um, in that... Um, so I have a friend who works from home and she's an introvert and she loves working from home and her husband goes to work and he's an extrovert. And so he's with people all day and she's alone all day. But then when he comes home, he gets to be with her and hang out with her. And she finally gets a little bit of social interaction. And that's kind of ideal. And then I was talking to um, a couple where the man is Finnish. And I said, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And he's obviously an introvert, even though he was like, you're stereotyping me because he's Finnish. (laughs) And, um, and he said, yeah, I could live on an island alone for a week and it would be bliss. And his wife was there and she said, whereas I would kill myself because she's like a massive extrovert. Um, I think, I think they can um, complement each other actually. Mm -hmm. So my husband is more of an extrovert. We, he pulls me out to more functions and stuff, and we do sometimes fight about it. But um, mm. it's yeah. interesting because if I was on an island with my husband for a week, I'd kill him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you get a bigger island yeah. or two yeah. islands with like a bridge between them. <laughs> yes. I, I find it really, I mean, I, th- I think you can be both. I think mm-hmm. everyone's got two both? sides. Andrew. I think I am. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that I'm extrovert, but the fact of the matter is, I sit in an empty room five days a week talking to myself. <laughs> That's true. Which is quite an introverted thing, if you think about it. You know, my job is to sit in an empty room, entertaining people in the hope that they're listening. Put me out on stage. It takes me a bit of time to warm up. I mean, I'll get there, but I I, I think I'm a bit of both. What about at a big party? With lots of people talking to you, do you do you like that, or do you want to leave soon, or when? You... I'm never the first to arrive, and I'm never the last to leave. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> okay. So, and do you do you host big parties? Do you like doing that? Um, I love having parties. Okay. But I don't have parties often. Mm. Right. Yeah. I so, think I think you're yeah, you're like a perfect mixture, which yeah. is kind of the ideal thing. I was very much on the other end of the spectrum and trying to sort of ease my way back into. Mm. Mm. I'm always the last to leave party because I've fallen asleep somewhere. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Slumped Under in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. It is the book by Jessica Pan. Jessica, it's I'm loving it. Mm. It's an introvert's year of living dangerously. <laughs> I like that very, very much. Thank Jessica, you. it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay. Thank you. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Good evening, Grace. Hello. 21 years of age from Brighton. Girls, do you remember when you were 21? I'm 22 oh, now. Oh, you're 22 now? Last oh, Sunday. Oh, oh, sorry. Old. <laughs> sorry, Amanda, oh, yeah. Emma, do you remember when you were 22? I still feel really. 22 in my head. That's I, the problem. Now, I, I feel whatever... 35 is meant to feel like. That's yeah, how I feel. Yeah. Don't know why. 28 was a good year for me. I'm oh, staying okay. Age is just a yeah. number. Thank you. As, isn't it just? You can come it back. Is. It is. <laughs> Grace, you launched your career on YouTube music, didn't yes. you? You do a lot of writing. Yes. Did this come from poetry first and then into music, or did you always go into writing songs? No, I, I never would have thought I'd start writing songs ever. Um, how, how did it all begin? I was a super emotional child. I grew up with a single mum, which was amazing in so many ways, but also difficult because I didn't really understand why I was in that position. Um, and I grew up with the white side of my family and not the black side of my family, which also caused a lot of kind of confusion with identity and understanding myself. Um, and when I was 12 years old, my mum met my stepdad, who I was very unsure about because I'd never had a man in my life before. Right, because <laughs> I've seen a quote saying that my dad broke my heart before any man ever yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally we say that the first man you meet is your dad and he sets the tone for mm -hmm. the boys and the, the you know, the, the, the man that you're exactly. going to end up marrying. So. Yeah. And I, it's a very kind of cutting quote, but it's true. It's like I felt heartbreak my whole childhood and I was trying to recover, recover from it. And my stepdad, when I met him when I was 12, I got to my 13th birthday and he bought me an instrument and was like, you have so much anger and so many things you've never spoken about and so many things that you aim at me and your mum that you need to release. And here's a guitar. Please just try to write me a song. Just try and write a song. And within the first week, I'd written a song and... The first song wasn't really about anything, but then after that I wrote a song called Blackmail, which kind of shaped me very much as a person and really helped me understand what I was feeling at the time, and it changed me. Can I just quickly ask, is it your mother that's white and your dad's black yeah, or vice versa? White okay, so I'm just going to say it. Has this shaped your view of black men? Mm, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. But do you understand why I, I asked no, I totally, that? Yeah. I totally do. There's definitely a stereotype, and I think people... It's, it happens a lot, um, but no, it hasn't. I, I hope to think that not everyone is the same as my dad and not everyone would make the same decisions. Mm. doesn't matter what colour. Emma, you look yeah, like you are. Well, no, I just... I think your music, like, just, yeah, the, emo the emotion mm. and your lyrics are phenomenal. And before... When I saw you coming on the show tonight, I was like, oh, I wonder who broke her heart. And then mm. when I read the notes and realised it was your dad, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, but just to have all that emotion and to start writing from such a young age. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm fangirling you because <laughs> I just, your, the, just your lyrics and your tone are mm. just so amazing. Oh. I'm just in awe of your of your work. Thank did you, you did you launch your own music career then? So you started yeah. writing, and then so I wrote from when I was 13, and then I was never academic at school. Like I really struggled to be quite honest. Um, so then when it came to A level conversation, I was like, Mum, I'm not going to lie to you. Don't think I'm going to get through it. So can I go to music college? And she was like, Yeah, sure. Um, and then through that, I was writing songs, I was putting them on YouTube and I wasn't necessarily discovered off YouTube, but it was a way that people could then find me. If I had, if I met someone, I'd be like, here's, there's a song that I wrote about my grandma that I put on YouTube, like you can find it here and I'd send them the link. And I met my publisher that way and I didn't have a manager at the time. So I signed my publishing deal as a songwriter, unmanaged. I managed myself for two years and then I met my managers. And it was kind of because it was so personal to me and because I was talking about stuff that was so important and so real and honest to my life. It was like I needed to protect it and I needed to make the right decisions for myself at that time. So you're covering all aspects, right? Because it's one one thing to be a brilliant, brilliant writer, which Mm -hmm. you are. It's one thing to be a brilliant singer. You don't often get the two of those. Have you had any formal training around your singing? (laughs) Now I do. Luckily, I have an amazing amazing vocal coach Lorna who helps me kind of being on tour it's hard to maintain the voice for a Not long judging, time but I think Lorna has the easiest job in the world just saying <laughs> it because your voice is incredible oh, but you. then you're also handling the the business side mm-hmm. of your adventure so you are literally a like one woman show yeah and that's what's so exciting about this is the music is the main thing for me but the fact that I have my own career and my own business at 22 years old Mm. is so exciting and my mum is very much like she was very business minded and she had an amazing job and she worked really really hard and she had to work really hard to provide for me and to put a roof over my head and she didn't have the financial support of someone else so I've always grown up watching her and looking at her and wanting to do the same thing that she does so it's great that I'm able to do the thing that I love that helps me emotionally and like grow so much as a person but also it helps me put a roof over my head now as well it's just like it's such an amazing I'm very blessed to be able to do this and how do you find the the music industry because I think at at 21 you're coming to it a bit more fresh and you're mm-hmm. coming to it as the music industry is now. Um, and there's a lot of talk, isn't there, about the music industry and women. But as a 20-year-old female who is running her own yeah. thing, how do you see the music business? Are, are you seeing... Is it more challenging for you as a woman? Are you seeing that? Are you experiencing that? OK, so if I'm totally honest, yes. I think in certain aspects. I think being a young mixed-race female who grew up... I grew up with the white side of my family. So there's a lot of things that I don't know about myself and I'm still discovering. And I go into meetings and I go into rooms and I'm defined by the colour of my skin. And I'm put in a box of R&B or yeah. this. Or I'm not an R&B. So I, I will not, I'm not going to say I'm an R&B artist because Lauren Hill is. <laughs> and India Ari. That, that is R&B. My voice is soulful and I write mm-hmm. pop music. So I think that's the way that it frustrates me is that I'm always labelled as this thing. Not that I wouldn't want to be, but I'm not that. And it's just the fact that people are coming to that assumption based on the colour of my skin is quite stressful. It's very, very sad that we do put kids in a box based Mm -hmm. on their dress, the way they walk, the way they talk, colour of their skin, etc. And you've not gone in the music industry, the music industry channel. You've come off of social media, which is, I think, a great way for a lot of kids now to actually display who they are, what Mm -hmm. they do. Um, And you mentioned something, sorry, I'm just going to go off slightly, you mentioned something about not being academic or Mm -hmm. that. There's nothing wrong in that. All kids, everyone, I say all kids, has a creative side Mm -hmm. and an academic side. For sure. Very few are 50-50. 
It's very true. And it's sad to me now that, like, schools are cutting <clears throat> music and, like, all the creative subjects. Yes. Because, to be honest, at school, I was too scared to perform. I never sang at school. Um, but it's just taking people's creativity away and taking yeah. the opportunity well, away, and it's kind of sad. I think that whole school system isn't... is the school that currently is set up for you to regurgitate facts. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you're running your own business. You're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. And I personally, I've run my own business too, and I never got on at school. And I yeah. left school thinking that was always my thing. I was like, I'm a bit thick, I'm not academic. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, actually, that that really held me back because I, I just assumed that if people had a degree that they knew more than me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you get to a point where you're like... Actually, I used no. to think that if they had a spare bedroom, people with spare bedrooms and whose mums didn't think Frey Bentos was called on blur must know things I don't. You know, people who go to Mallorca on their holidays, why can't I be one of those yeah. people? Just one other point I just really want to pick up on. You say that you go into these meetings and because you are mixed race, straight away you're put in the R&B box. Well, I'm seeing, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never see myself on a list with artists that aren't black. So um, do you remember Prince Harry's wedding? Do you remember the cellist? Yes, yes, yes. I, I just fell oh in love Oh my gosh, my mum is in love oh, with him. Okay, Sheku, <laughs> Kenny Mason. Yeah, yeah, amazing. His whole family, they're all classical musicians. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't play R&B should they wish to. Yeah, yeah. But they're all it's classically trained. So if you take the platform of music, do you not think that it's important to know at least something about all forms of music genres? De- definitely, mm. definitely. I've like I've always do you mean like listening to music and being aware Absolutely, of like everything yeah. that's around Absolutely. for sure I've grown up listening to all different types of right. music and my mum is my mum is the least musical person ever can't right. sing can't write can't do any of that <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind me saying she's probably listening right now <laughs> okay. um, but she would always give me music to listen to whether it's I don't it would be anything yeah. but when she gave me Lauren Hill for the first time for example yeah. The, yeah I was like yeah and you can't be a music lover and only what love one type of music. Yeah. That's just yeah, impossible. Definitely. We're going to hear a little bit of your single, Heal Me. Mm-hmm. And then I want to hear the story behind yeah. that. I know you've given us your background, but I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's some other stories there. Let's hear Heal Me. Now, I hear Kelly Clarkson there. Really? Yeah. I mean, big song, so I can't complain. Yeah. That's what I hear. Give me the story behind Heal Me. So, Heal Me... The song I released before him, I'll start there, because I released a song called Why Her Not Me. Okay. um, And that was... When I was a kid, I found out that... Well, when I was a kid, I didn't understand why my dad wasn't around. And when I got to... 18 years old I was in a session and I got a text message that explained the reason my dad wasn't there was because he had another family and he chose to raise other kids over raising me and I wrote this on why her not me about him picking them over me and it was a really really hard time but that song kind of helped me grow so much from it and helped me get over it as much as I could get over it and then heal me is kind of the song after that where it's Mm -hmm. like I found my strength and you know what I've chased you for so long and I thought I needed you as my father, but actually I've got my mum and I've got my friends and I've got myself and I'm fine. And I think it was kind of the the first opening lyric is same eyes, complexion, no love or affection. It was like, I look like you, I am a product of you, but I'm not like you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a f- track called, is it Silence mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. Give me the story. That was my that. first song I put okay. out. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Of I've been 
lied to my whole life. I've been told lies. I've been told that my my family was something that it wasn't and I've kind of I've also made stories in my head and tried to make sense of so much on my own as a child and as a young adult and a young woman and all of that and then silence is just the frustration of not being told the truth and just wanting to shake someone and be like I'm here and I I don't hate you but I just need to know that I need to know that what you're telling me is real and that you're being honest with me. Yeah. Do you have a relationship with your dad now? I don't know. No. no, I haven't seen him since I was 15. Really? Does he know about your music? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's... It's, it's very hard. I mean, he never... It's a, it's a really complicated one because it's like my whole childhood, I would beg for him to be there and I really wanted him to be a big part of my life. And me and my mum always kept the door open, but he never seemed to want to be there. And then now it's kind of... We're in a different place. Mm. Do you know, it was weird though, is you've been through this, you've been through so much and obviously it has really shaped you. Mm-hmm. But that hardship and all that hardness, the hard stuff you've had to overcome, has turned into this incredible gift yeah. that you're giving to the world. Thank and you. I wonder if you didn't have that as your fuel, mm-hmm. I wonder if you'd be half the singer performer you are because you I are don't think I would incredible. be doing it. Thank you. You are incredible, Grace. Do you, Thank you. Do you feel it? Because I feel emotional listening yeah. to yeah. <laughs> And I haven't even written them. So yeah. do you still find now, when you sing them, do you feel emotional? I think the thing with me is when I'm on tour or when I do shows like a lot of artists will go out after and like get drunk with their mates I can't because I'm just like emotionally so exhausted <laughs> yeah. I'm like I just need to look at a wall and no one I just think about how I feel um so yeah I I do cry on stage quite a lot <laughs> Um, Are you but it's important about that though. Yeah. You like actually, if I feel like crying, I'm just gonna let it go. My mum mm. has very always told me that it's okay not to be okay, and vulnerability yeah. is strength. Oh. It's like if you just let your walls down, like there's nothing weak about that. That's yeah. just showing that you were strong. We love your mum. She honestly I, is incredible. I think about the book by Brene Brown, The Power yeah. of Vulnerability. Yeah. It's yeah. it's you know, there is power in mm-hmm. being vulnerable. It, yeah. Um when I look at artists like um Rag and Bone Man. Mm-hmm. Now I look at him and I'm expecting to hear some heavy rock come yeah. out of that man's <laughs> mouth. But what a soulful spirit that mm-hmm. man has. He's amazing. Isn't he just? And a lovely person as well, I have mm-hmm. to say. Have you worked yeah. with him? I've known him for years because we grew up in... I was in Brighton yes, as well, yeah. He's from, um, is it... He's from just outside, but I'm not sure exactly where he's from, but he came to one of my first shows in Brighton and then I supported him on tour amazing. a year amazing. and a half ago, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think it's good as well that you're taking negativity mm-hmm. and turning it into something positive. Exactly. I mean, the other two singers that spring to mind are Adele, and mm-hmm. Sam Smith, both of whom had, you know, experiences Heartbreaks. with broken relationships and mm-hmm. heartbreak. And my goodness, I mean, look at them now, just mm-hmm. amazing. And also, do you realise how many other young people you're speaking to because of your music? Yeah. I don't think I realised the power of my music until I released Why Her Not Me and I saw how many people messaged and had been through the same thing. And do you know what? I always felt like I was alone growing up as a child. I always felt like no one understood me. No one had been through the same thing. I think that's part of being a child. It's like the world revolves around your head and nothing else exists. (laughs) And it was just seeing so many young kids and parents as well of parents whose husbands have left them with a, a child on their own and just messaging me and being like, thank you so much for this song. Like, I hope my child can be as strong as you are. And it was like... I'm still getting there. Like, I still have my moments of weakness and I still get... It's still really, really hard, but I'm just glad that through me being vulnerable, it's allowing other people to show their vulnerable side. And Absolutely. Kind of... And you're strong for a 22-year-old. <laughs> so, come on, give us all your socials. Grace Carter on <laughs> YouTube. What, um, what are they? 
Grace Carter on YouTube. Right. Um, you're testing me now. <laughs> Absolutely. Grace Carter on Instagram. It's Grace Carter on Twitter. I think that's about it. Just Grace Carter. Just Grace Carter, really. <laughs> we'll we'll Google Grace Grace, Grace Carter, Carter and we'll, we'll yeah. Read. Hopefully, you'll find what you want. I'm pretty sure we will. <laughs> so, where can we see your next performance, Grace? I'm playing in London for Ooh. Andy Mac Presents. I'm doing the Ooh. Jazz Cafe, just a little show, nice, which is very exciting. We're doing that on the 20th of June. I um, get a ticket for that. Yes, mm. and then festivals. Like we're doing over 25 festivals this year, so it's like. I'm going to Japan. I'm going everywhere. Wow. It's a Be lot. Excited. Yeah, excited about uh, yeah. Japan. Very excited. I'm very excited. I'm going to places that I would have never imagined mm. I would ever go. It's like I would just sing in front of the mirror in my room and now I'm going yeah. away. It's Being just admired weird. by people I, at it's, festivals. It's, it's total karma in play now, isn't it, for uh, somebody? Yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Wonderful. <laughs> Grace, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yes, we look forward. Well, we're we're going to go all over your socials yeah. now. <laughs> I'm already all over them. Have <laughs> a look at you and see exactly what it is What's that you're doing. What's going on? Good. One, two, three, four. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR, um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.